0: Hello, welcome to the "I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla" podcast, episode thirteen. Today, I have a very special guest, all the way from the United States, Jared. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Very well. Thank you very much for coming on today. Um, so, I've been on a on a journey uh, exploring my uh, health is one way to put it. Um, and how the carnivore diet has uh changed my life and i'm sort of uh also connecting with other people around the world and asking them the question uh where did where did your journey with the carnivore diet start jared Mm
1: -hmm. um man so i um when you suggested that we do this interview i was like thinking about it and i'm like man I'm not, I'm not super experienced in the carnivore diet, but, um, it's kind of, it's been the logical end of the other things that I've tried, if that makes sense. So hopefully that I can just give you my experience and it'll be somewhat helpful. Um, so I've been on the diet now for about a month, so I have, I'm not super experienced in it, but, um, when I first heard about it, I thought it was crazy like everyone else, you know, cause I'm yeah. like. You can't just only eat meat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, can't, that can't be healthy like I had heard about um I heard about all meat diets a while ago because you know um when you have health problems you're always looking at like different types of diets whether it's veganism or um paleo or whatever um but I had heard about the all meat diet uh through something online about these explorers that visited ex- Eskimos and they only ate meat. Um, yep. I heard, a. I I heard, a, I think I've heard about it briefly with like Weston name price. I came across that. Um, and then I have a friend that's uh, a military guy and he worked for the secret service a few years ago and then he retired. Um, but he's on an all meat diet and he's been on it for two years and he's like, you got to try this. And I'm just like, okay, easy Joe. You know, at the time, I was like, uh, I I remember thinking I was prejudiced. I was like, dude, you're only eating meat. Like, maybe it works in the short term, but that's like crazy. Yeah. So, um, just a quick summary of where I came from. Um, I grew up on the standard American diet, and um, growing up, I had I had a lot of health problems that I didn't know. I was was unrecognized. A lot of behavioral problems, uh, digestive problems. Um, a lot of H D A D like, sorry, uh, ADHD and hyperactivity and stuff. And, um, school was a problem. I had learning problems, all these issues with like, um, my mind, I used to wake up with morning sickness. My parents didn't know what that was. And that continued all the way through junior high and then in high school. I definitely had focus and energy issues. Looking back, I had chronic fatigue. I just didn't know what to call it. I was just always tired. Dude. But, um, Basically, um, things got bad my senior year. Um, I became really, really depressed and suicidal. And up until that point, I had never had any mental illness problems, maybe just hyperactivity um, and and focus problems. But I I did have anxiety growing up. I had really bad anxiety that that no one could really pinpoint. But um, um, I ended up checking myself into a psych ward my senior year because of how depressed I was and then I was put on medication for it. And that definitely made me feel a lot better. Um, and then I was on medication for like four or five years, but my symptoms never kind of went away. I never, I never felt like I was healed. I was still having depressions and and mood swings. And at some point I tried, um, intermittent fasting and I tried, uh, an, an elimination diet. And I didn't notice it at first, but once I did it, uh, intermittent fasting, I cut out all these carbohydrates and I was basically eating meat and vegetables and my symptoms got better. And I also lost a lot of weight. And so I was like, I found it, I found my cure. And then I stopped intermittent fasting because it led to chronic fatigue. It led to abuse of stimulants and ca- and caffeine and fasting can be a dangerous road. It could become an eating disorder. Um, and, I basically went back to eating wheat and I went back to eating dairy and all the inflammatory foods and um, my symptoms came back and I was kind of stuck where at the same point again. And it was after my, my, I was living at home. My parents said that I had to go on anti, you know, anxiety, anti-depression medication It was making me worse is making me psychotic. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm just going to leave. So I left my parents' house and I went to my sister's house and, It was there that I finally had the realization that something was related to my diet. And I remember praying because at the time I was very religious and I remember praying and asking God, if, you know, God, I don't believe that you made the human body to to have to be on medications. I don't believe that I'm supposed to be on medication for my mental illness. And I, the first thing I Googled was um, diseases in the, like organ disease that manifests mental illness, right? So that led me to the gaps diet, gut and psychological syndrome with, uh, Dr. McBride. And it also led me to, um, Dr. Walsh and a few other doctors who used, um, medicines to cure people of, of, um, mental illness. And then I started researching amino acids and, and high protein diets and, um, learning about wheat, learning about gluten and that gluten can cause, um, Uh, depression and celiac disease and it just all started to like come together i'm like holy crap i think i have celiac disease and i took out the wheat and my mental symptoms went away so that was like that was insane and i waited about a year to confirm that it was celiacs because anytime i would bring back wheat in within an hour or two i would get very negative migraines and very negative depressive thoughts from the wheat and i was finally that was like six seven years ago so i was like oh so wheat makes people crazy and now we know wheat makes people go crazy because there's so much evidence it's it's mainstream now but like 10 years ago it wasn't mainstream that a muffin could make you suicidal or depressed or whatever and then we learn about modern dairy and how inflammatory modern dairy is how people have the rashes the skin disorders and i have so many friends that have chronic health issues that cleared up once they got rid of dairy and wheat but anyway how it comes to to carnivore is I got better on paleo. I tried paleo AIP and I still was having issues with chronic fatigue and I still was having issues with weight gain. And it started to make me think like, do I have issues with nightshades? Do I have issues with um, these other lectins, like these other plant compounds? Is it not just, is it not just wheat and dairy? And um, the more I researched it, yeah, if, if your digestive system is messed up, you can have issues to all kinds of plants, um, and then finally, I was just I just decided that I was going to try this carnivore thing because I, I heard about the carnivore diet on Joe Rogan's podcast again, and I I watched the interviews with Jordan Peterson and his daughter, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this is, this is a real thing. People have such bad digestive systems that they're that they're reacting to leafy green plants, which I never reacted to personally that I knew of, but I was like, I would be willing to try only animal products and meat for a period of time to see if my autoimmunity. And that's really the what what brought me to it was I want to have vibrant energy. I want to no more chronic fatigue. I don't want to have to take supplements like magnesium and zinc to feel good because that's what I, I learned that I'm magnesium and zinc deficient, but I couldn't figure out why. And one of my theories is possibly just from the modern diet and the lectins and the and the plant foods, but maybe. A lack of fatty meat, a lack of protein. So um, that's what eventually brought me to the to carnivore because it seemed like the common denominator in all of these healing diets, especially in the mental health world. They all involve vegetables, low fructose vegetables, and meats and fatty meats like Paleo, AIP, and and um, the GAPS diet. It's basically you know it's basically fatty meat and it's a ketogenic diet. So. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at now. So, wow. Uh, that's, that's an inc- Pretty much a summary. That's yeah. an incredible story. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of stuff you touched on there that I can think, uh, for myself that I can relate on, even though I'm noticing a, a lot of us all come from, uh, different different, like, uh, sort of backgrounds to to, to the diet. Um, but yeah. you, you, we, I, I'm, I'm starting to see that there's patterns are emerging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I myself, I, I can relate to this idea that it's like, yeah, most of the time we, we come to this from uh, trying different diet sort of thing. And we get real close. Like, I also tried kind of like low carb gluten-free all those um all those sorts of things and it's like i got real close and then it's like mm-hmm. wow. Well, when i found carnivore it's just like that that really hit the nail on the head for me um mm-hmm. and one thing it sounds like for you it's been a, a big thing i know you mentioned multiple things but like it sounds like for you that the mental aspect um for me it was more so uh I was able to get off medications for my, for my guts, for my um, Mm -hmm. irritable bowel disease. It sounds Mm -hmm. like for you, uh, you, you you're able, and this is like a super liberating feeling to be able to feel like you're free of these medications. It's almost like for me, I call it like, uh, it's like regaining my self-sovereignty in a way that I don't, I don't have to depend on these things um, is is a huge win for me. Um, and that also um, reminds me of something when I think of a mental aspect. Um, I can also relate to the mental, my mental health has improved as well. And it's something about, I haven't done much research into this. I don't know how much you know about it, but something like something, the idea about we have like a, some sort of connection, um, our gut and our mind. That's probably the simple way I'll put it. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of like whatever you eat, um, it affects. I don't know, maybe the chemicals in your mind or something can uh, directly um, impact how you're feeling, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to touch on that, it's, it's called the enteric nervous system. There you go. You can maybe <laughs> tell, sounds like you can maybe tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the basics of what I know, yeah. exactly what you said. Um, absolutely. You know, we grow up. We grew up and we're taught that um, the brain affects the stomach. We're taught that if you have anxiety, it'll affect your stomach and you'll have irritability or maybe diarrhea or whatever. But what we're not taught is that the stomach affects the brain and they communicate to each other. So if you type in enteric nervous system, it basically comes up as, oh, by the way, the enteric nervous system is a fully autonomous nervous system that's in your gut. It has, it has the same neurons that are in your, your brain in, in the sense that they communicate with each other intelligently. So the, there's, a, there's a separate nervous system in your stomach and your bowels. And I don't exactly understand how it communicates with the brain's nervous system and the spine, but I know it does communicate. And whatever you're eating is broken down into your intestines, into smaller components, and then it's manufactured by your gut by To these hormones and these materials. So, 90%, this is what the internet says. I don't know how factual it is because, you know, it's the internet, but it says that 90% of serotonin is made in the gut. So, if you have a low serotonin problem because you're depressed, you don't have a brain issue, you have a gut issue. You can't, you're not manufacturing or you're not eating the right raw materials, let's say, and they're not being absorbed so it can go into your bloodstream and go to your brain. So, that was like, When I finally read that, when I when I was researching stuff like so many years ago, I'm like, holy crap! Like, because I had I had tried the 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 antidepressants, and I went through this whole like, man, I went digging, man. I was trying to figure out like what the deal was like with my biochemistry. Like, why do I have low serotonin? Do I have high serotonin? Do I have low neurotransmitters? Because depending on what drug works in your body, it gives you a clue as to what's going on. So there's a doctor, his name's Dr. Walsh. And um, there might've been a predecessor to him, but he was able to map out mental illness in patients based on like their neurochemical levels. And he would test their, their blood for amino acids and different um, hormones. And he found that certain people have certain problems. And if you put them on a, a certain a regimen of uh, nutrients, he basically used vitamins, minerals, and amino acids, and he would change their diet. And they would recover, like crazy stuff, like people with schizophrenia. And I kept looking into this and there's, there's clinics, there's a place called True Hope in Canada. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called True Hope. And they use vitamins, minerals, and amino acids to get people that are schizophrenic to be unschizophrenic. And some of these people go from being like locked in a room crazy to becoming doctors. And that to me was like, so inspiring because it, like you said before, it, it, it finally made me realize that someone with a mental illness is not, you're not a diagnostic that you're not a diagnosis. You're a, you have symptoms. So that's what yeah. I tell people whenever they're having like mental illness. And like, these are manifestations of disease. These are symptoms. This isn't a diagnosis. And I think the reason bipolar specifically is so tenacious, right? It's so hard to treat bipolar it's not just one thing going wrong in your body you have gut dial gut diabolosis leaky gut you have inflammatory markers going on in the brain you've got kidney issues you've got food sensitivities you have lack of nutrients You're nutrient poor like there's there's multiple things going on and they're all coming together in waves and then now you and it's manifesting as mood swings irritability mania like and what you what you find is if you look into this, the people that recover from bipolar disorder naturally, they completely change their diet. They remove all inflammatory foods. And you'll you'll also know is like anyone with mental illness, they have a shit diet typically. There's like there's like a few things in common. They eat like shit. They have bad digestion, or they're eating like a vegetarian diet because they can't they can't uh, stomach red meat and they can't stomach these. Basically, healing foods because of their their stomach acid and immune system is so weak. But anyway, all that to say, um, the gut in the brain, man, that's that's the for you know, the knowledge that's coming to the forefront now that your gut is so important and healing your gut. And I think that's why people are having so much success on this diet because you're you're returning to the animal foods um, that help to to nourish and heal your stomach, like the bone broth and the gelatin all this stuff that we're supposed to be eating as Americans or humans in general. And other countries, I guess, eat this more than we do. But our traditional roots, um, at least in, in America, are these animal foods, especially like the German, Pennsylvania, Dutch culture. But um, the, in the modern world, you don't, you don't cook down pig's feet. You don't, eat, like, you don't eat sweet bread, you don't eat these organs. But yeah. the more I do research into the carnivore, I'm like, this is, this is food. Yeah. And everything else you know everything else is is supplemental, basically, all these vegetables and plants the our food is animals and a, the whole animal, and if we want to function and and be healthy, it 's got to be from the whole animal so yeah. um that's, that's what I know about it anyway
0: <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent, and uh, no you that was a fantastic answer to the question, and uh, just there when you're talking about the the food and like what's food and what's not and like looking at our ancestors, um, it it kind of like makes me wonder like somewhere somewhere around somewhere down the track something went um, terribly wrong and like whatever we can start blaming it maybe it's like you know it's kind of like you know we, we we maybe become more advanced with technology and stuff but like uh, in some basic way the way we feed ourselves we've gone like yeah beyond backwards like um, yeah, yeah i also think madness, probably hundreds isn't it? of years ago yeah people did um people did uh eat a lot better and um it's just like you know it, it just goes back to you were saying like this stuff we call it food something something in our language has changed um it might also have something to do with like you know the, the a couple of hundred years ago they didn't have it's not natural to have like you know, just at your fingertips, all these vegetables at your disposal all the time. Maybe yeah. you know, people used to just have whatever was in season and local to them. So they probably didn't yeah. even have access to, much, uh,
1: to yeah. much vegetables.
0: Now, most of the vegetables that we have in our grocery store are probably shipped from whole other parts of the country or other parts of the world. Um mm-hmm. And it's also it, it's something that's been a reoccurring theme that I've been mentioning that I've noticed because I've been on the diet for about a year now, and it's like okay. how I've changed, uh, how how it's how it's kind of like a lifestyle, and one of the aspects that it changes my life in is um, uh, when I do go to the grocery store, I'm in I'm in and I'm out, and then that's. The, that's that's left me sort of when I look at all the other aisles there I'm looking I'm like what what is we call all this stuff food like what's going on and I can, I yeah. can relate to what you're saying and it sounds like you've you've been on the diet uh, a month but you know you're not you're not new to testing and researching um, uh, sort of diet but uh, maybe you could share with me a uh, what have you noticed what's new for you in this month. Um, and yeah, cause that, that's, I've noticed in the community, they sort of set the challenge sort of like try the carnivore diet for 30 days. sounds mm-hmm. like you've just, uh, you've done it for about 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. and sort of give me your, uh,
1: give me your take on that. My take. Um, yeah. so there's, there's things I like and there's things I don't like, but, um, I, I think I'm having all the classic, rewards let's say of the diet um the first thing i noticed was um uh i felt very full and i felt very satiated but i always i always felt good after like a steak but um i think what finally what finally occurred to me was like oh my god i'm like eating more meat and better cuts of meat than i've ever eaten in my life i was like that was a big deal for me i'm like cuz i didn't grow up eating fine cuts of meat in my house and even as an adult, I never, you don't, you don't, I don't know about you, but I never, I never went and got rib eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I would never eat. It's too expensive. Now, now I'm like, it's a, I'm like kind of guiltily it's this is a priority. I've got to yeah. heal my body. I, I need these T-bones. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of felt really cool to be able to go to the grocery store or Costco and start buying steak in bulk. Um, I noticed right away that um, I wasn't, I wasn't having blood sugar problems after meals, because I come from a background of fasting, and um, I come from a family with eating disorders. And I used to, I used to not binge and purge, but I would, I would just fast and just not eat. And I've always had low appetite, and and then I would just binge. So I think the eating when you're hungry, and eating till you're full, and then not eating again is very healthy, and it's nice because. I did intermittent fasting for a while because I felt it was the only way to keep my weight down. It was the only thing I've ever tried that was effective in keeping body fat off. And since I've been doing carnivore, my body fat is just coming off steadily and I'm I'm leaning out. And it's not as quick as fasting, let's say, but I, I don't have to fast and I'm still losing weight and I'm eating until um, satiety and I'm eating delicious, healthy food. So to me, that's a win. Um, but But the fact that I can eat a whole steak and not feel lethargic and not feel a crazy blood sugar swing after I eat. That's amazing. I just feel the same. There's no change in mood. I just feel the same. I've noticed that my, I've noticed that my, um, my senses seem to be getting better. My, uh, my eyesight. And I haven't really noticed the sm- the sense of smell yet. Cause I've heard people that their sense of smell gets better, but, um, since my body is deficient in in zinc and magnesium, and I I found that out a while ago from a nutritionalist, I think that my body is getting its its mineral stores, you know, its nutritional stuff build up. But um, I've noticed my sex drive has gotten stronger. I just feel a lot more just aggressive. I feel, I guess, hornier, um, which is nice. It's never, it's always, I think as men, depending on where you come from, but you always want to be like that. And I, where I came from, I had, I must have low low testosterone because my world changed once I started taking zinc supplements because I had chronic zinc deficiency and I I felt like the light was turned on. I was like women, like I liked women before, but now I really like women. But this diet definitely takes the, the hormones to another level. And I really like that. Um, my sleep was a little weird at first. Um, but my sleep has seemed to level out. I'm sleeping fine. Um, my energy was, was getting a lot better. Like I, I noticed that my, I felt like I had more explosive energy ironically, because I thought that I'd be not, I didn't have a lot of energy without the carbs, but, um, I, I, the the second week I went to the gym and I was just like, I had the energy to go and row and do some explosive exercises. And I felt like my ex, my explosive power was was getting like I was I was good and I didn't have the carbs so um, that's something that I I look forward to kind of tampering with like because I watched Sean Baker and I don't know if you watch his Instagram yeah of course he got Sean Baker he's been he's been doing it for three three and a half years and he's he's just like setting records and he's like killing it in his fifties I'm like if if I could be that fit even at thirty because I just turned thirty man if I could if I could become a fitness guy and, and really get my health up there, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like I would love that. So, um, those are the things I've noticed so far, but, um, maybe you could shed some, some insight as 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 to what you've seen people go through like stages and what kind of, maybe I could look forward to. Oh, I saw, I had the, I had the bowel problems when I first started, but that cleared up. But, um, yeah, like what's been your experience and, And do you ever cheat with, uh, fermented vegetables or pickles? Like, like, yeah,
0: (laughs) that's a good question. And, and and even this idea of like cheating, um, what, 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 what does cheating mean? Um, and it's sort of like, uh, I think the, the amazing thing is, is it's sort of like, uh, and what I try and like, uh, keep focus on here because, uh, I I think this uh, I think we're we're the early adopters I think here on this diet because I think uh, um, and like Sean Baker is one of these people. There's there's multiple people in the community. I'll even think of like the other people that come to mind as like Michaela Peterson. Uh, Yeah, there's also the. the carnivore md uh, the, yep yeah all saladino yeah 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 those, those people i'm sure there's a whole lot more but if i start naming names you know
1: um uh, we just get sidetracked it's a small uh, community right now but it's probably much bigger than we realize
0: yeah yeah i'm sure it is um and i, I think it's only it's only going to get bigger and i've sort of talked to some other people um especially from the sort of vegan community and, and people who have been uh, part of other sort of diet communities um I've, I've also heard the thing diets are kind of like religions aren't they where people get very uh, can get very dogmatic about things and like uh, people who have yeah. been part of other diets have sort of told me that um how how that's the case especially in the in like maybe the vegan or uh community it's kind of like you can be completely vegan but if you were to have like a little piece of meat that would like uh, complete you sort of nutritionally it's like you would get shunned and like so like I think it's important for us in and I think because we've kind of we've got a very good sort of community value sort of thing we're all about health now and like uh, the main thing is is that people are eating better and I've heard just from yep. speaking to people um it's it's fine if you if you want to come to carnival the main thing is is if if you start like if you start doing something where you're listening to your body uh you feel better you um you 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 um yeah so you're feeling better you're listening to your body you're maybe starting to realize oh maybe i don't need to be dependent on these medications but if you still want to have your coffee in the morning that's fine if you still want to have a couple of vegetables that's fine if you're like 80 percent carnivore and you still want to have these things Mm -hmm. like i think i think that's that's okay as far as i'm um concerned um Mm -hmm. because i think the, the bigger picture is sort of like getting people off these, uh, medications. That's sort of like, I, I, view it as like a, as like a health revolution. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I, I, well, when you brought up fermented vegetables, like that, that's interesting. Like I've heard about like how the fermentation process, um, it, maybe I, I don't know much about it, but maybe like, and I still like, I'm learning about vegetables a lot. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't eaten much. I've eaten none in the past year. I've, I was really? fully strict, yeah. So for for my one year, so to speak, and I've sort mm-hmm. of passed the one year mark in the past uh, couple of months. And then I sort of, I've sort of like, okay, I'll have a little bit of vegetables. I had a little bit of like, I had like a donut. I had like a little bit of sugar. But it's just like I don't know. I feel like I don't miss that stuff. Um, uh, I feel yeah. content and complete with this diet. I'm happy. Um,
1: did you yeah. ever have a problem with carbohydrates?
0: Yeah, I like did. Sugar. Yeah. So my my story, I just uh, I just sort of was dug into it a little bit more in the last episode. Um, gotcha. So mine my, my my story started about ten years ago, where I had like severely bad irritable bowel disease. I was diagnosed mm-hmm. with Crohn's disease. Yeah. And um, and then it's sort of like every doctor i saw after that they never quit the question that they just treated me like crohn's disease i and never diet was never really sort of brought up to me i remember like in my journey <laughs> of seeing different doctors it was kind of like yeah it was sort of like they kind of acknowledged it but not really they're like yeah you should keep like a food journal like and see what certain foods you eat avoid them and stuff um mm-hmm. i remember i remember um and then before, at the, about the same time that I was starting this like, sort of like serious medication that they sort of, I had to go to a hospital every week and I'd give it to me through IV. Wow. Yeah. About the same time I was starting that, I also started this, this, I found this book, it was called Breaking the Vicious Cycle. It was for people who had, uh, it was targeted to people with like irritable bowel diseases like uh, um, Crohn's or uh mm-hmm ulcerative colitis and stuff and it yep. basically recommended like a, a like no sugar low carb like you could have certain vegetables but not like i don't know starchy like not potatoes were ruled out and yep. like things like that so i sort of started that at the same time and it was like you know at the same time of these drugs and then the doctors thought it was the drugs so i was like i don't know yep. and then i remember sort of like i don't know after time passes i was pretty young um at the time so I was like in my early 20s um and then you sort of just like I don't know you sort of start eating other stuff as well you know the problems Mm -hmm. come back a little bit then you're like oh maybe I should be careful um it's interesting you mentioned the gluten-free thing I also was on to that before it before like you know like six seven years ago gluten-free wasn't as it was just emerging to be like a major um a major yeah. trend so it was before um they had gluten-free section in the shopping aisle and i think back then because it was not so popular um i think that helped as well um whereas now you've got sort of got i've noticed you've got, you can get gluten-free pizzas from domino's so it's kind of like you can yeah. call yourself technically i'm gluten-free and you can still just <laughs> eat a lot of crap um because yep. it's just so like popular and like everyone and, and all the crap people have like adjusted to it. Like, yeah. Mean, yeah, they made all the um all the products. Yeah. So that's that's kind of um that's kind of um my story with uh with with the with where I've come from with diets and where I'm at with uh the the carnivore diet at the moment and I I've just sort of I was just thinking back w- the question you asked me before was like what what sort of stuff have I noticed in in the past year so like my answer to that is like I've been I feel like it's like I've been sort of like it's almost like I've been circling around the carnivore diet I've been sort of pretty close to it and then it's just like I also was introduced to it I did my own research also also a big influence was uh, uh, Jordan Peterson as well for me I've also yeah. noticed a lot of other people have sort of said that and then once you know, they
1: saw that they're like someone legitimate i can yeah, trust this guy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: um and, and then you know you fall into the rabbit hole don't you there's all this other yep. sort of free information out there like all these different websites and all these different texts and it's just sort of like yeah. all we need is a nudge don't we and once we fall in yeah. it's just sort of like wow you know and then um yeah so that that, that was a similar thing about like a, a year ago and then yeah, it's all like, it's, to be honest, I, I still, I still, it's kind of like, what, what, what the hell has sort of happened to me? Like, I, 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 when I got towards the end of the last year, I was like, wow, this, this thing's incredible, you know, like, this is, this is, I was, I was talking to, like, all my friends about it and stuff, and, you know, you might sound like a crazy person to some people, um, but, yeah, that, and then, you know, and then I've started this podcast even connecting with other people who've had a similar experience because I think, you know, the message needs to, needs to get out there. And even if sort of one person hears this and maybe they're encouraged or helps them along their journey, yeah, that's awesome. But I'm just thinking back on, like, what's, what's changed for me? Um, in the, I, I know probably, like, three or four months in, I joined the gym um well i had a lot more extra energy um yeah before that like i i was uh i was still doing exercise like running and like i don't know but i was never like yeah i actually enjoyed going to the gym um mm-hmm now now they're closed in, in my area yep. yeah but like <laughs> i still yeah <laughs> i still um i still like i just adapted my sort of routine I, at the moment it's sort of my, my workout routine is mainly consisting of push-ups but it, it's incredible you, you can do a lot with push-ups as well and just your body weight um uh the energy is still there another big one for me is like waking up in the morning i used to like yeah it's interesting. You you. I think you touched on that before with your story um but yeah now i i I wake up in the morning and i'm like i'm good to go i'm ready Mm -hmm. to go um and yeah the other the other part has sort of been like uh my my lifestyle is like different i do i do feel like uh feel like pretty pretty you feel like because it's like I've heard also this before, like our, if you're on a carnivore diet for a while, it's almost like your body, you're actually physically different, like kind of to mm. like there's physical differences, and we've kind of touched that on on our in our mind, um, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: and and maybe that's related to like uh, just the stuff that makes our our, 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 our mouth water once our mind is like the things in our mind is like something's changed up there because for a lot of people and I've been there as well the thing that used to make your mouth water was like I don't know some really sugary yeah 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 and now it's like it doesn't really have that effect on me or that grip on me yeah um yeah yeah so that that that's interesting um and I'm sure there's other examples of that throughout my body and it's just sort of like also, I think uh, the way it, it, it's just crazy, like our, our, our whole society, and I've sort of t- touched on this, it's like it's very centered around these like uh, sugary sugar, basically, and carbs. If you think yep. about the average person's day, they'll usually get up, have a coffee. The average breakfast, I remember just sort of unpacking that, like when I, when I got really sick, um, I was it was like my, my final high school years, so um, it sounds like that was similar for you as well. And like, yep, I think it might have been. I, I'm I'm sort of unpacking it now. I I don't know. It was such a long time ago. It's a blur, but I can remember like the breakfast I wasn't having were, were not great. They were very rushed. <laughs> like, yeah, and it would be like some combination of like cereal and like really sugary orange juice. Yeah. you know, yeah. and like I remember getting Top up. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I'm, and then even the stuff, yeah, you'd you would, you'd you would take for your lunch to school would probably be like those sort of like muesli um, bar things, like the, the yeah. sugary type ones, and like yeah, like I don't know, sandwiches, just like carbs, and it's just like it's a
1: constant dish. bombardment of sugar and carbohydrate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you and you're just thinking back and you're just like wow no wonder i was so tired Uh, i really (laughs) i i I felt i remember waking up in the mornings i did not like i was not excited for the day i felt like like a zombie i was like pulling myself out pushing myself through the day basically and then you're stressed out about all these things especially the final years of high school the final exam oh my god
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's like you're putting all this stress on your body that you're not even aware of and it's like can you imagine how many students across the world would change their whole relationship with school if their diet was different if they start with a high fat or protein breakfast you know what i mean and a lot of times you have i don't know how your school system was but ours was math a lot of we have math first period or we have gym class first thing in the morning like some class that's like you're not even awake for like if it's math class like i struggle with math so if you have some intensive mind class, mentally demanding. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like suicide. I'm, I remember I didn't like you. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was awake until 12 o'clock. Mm. Then I'd have lunch. And I felt like I was getting over that hurdle. And maybe that was back. like a, sh- a sugar rush as well or something. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I know it's court. It's related to cortisol Yeah, because co- cortisol is, um is a master hormone produced by your kidneys and, I learned about cortisol when I had adrenal fatigue, which some people don't believe exists, but I think it does. But um, I went tell, to a doctor. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So adrenal fatigue is it's kind of like the it's kind of like the theory of leaky gut, only it's not really a theory. It's it's when your adrenal glands no longer produce adequate adequate amounts of cortisone or cortisol. Um, you you can't even function. You you're basically you're wiped out. It's, a, it's your body's response to extreme stress, right? So it so, sounds like
0: a sort of hormonal response, right?
1: Yeah, it's cortisol is um, it's, it's what your body produces in response to stress. It's a, I guess it's a stress hormone. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's released in the morning, at least this is how it was explained to me by a nutritionalist. Um, when light hits your eyes, it makes your body produce cortisol. And that is actually what wakes you up out of sleep and stimulates you. That's why in the winter time or in low light, year or low light seasons, you're, you're sleepy and you're tired because lack of light produces melatonin. So you're like, all winter, you're fighting this hormonal response. Your body wants to hibernate. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So um, if you're chronically stressed from fasting, from disease, from over-exercise, your kidneys lose the ability to produce enough cortisol, and it goes down and keeps going down and down until you're basically like so fatigued, because um, cortisol cortisol helps ste- uh, stabilize your blood sugar, and anytime you consume caffeine or you consume a lot of sugar, cortisol is released. I think in the process with 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 insulin, um, this is how it was explained to me. I'm I'm not don't no no. This me, is a really but, good
0: explanation. Yeah, I'm following.
1: But So this, this process is happening all the time. And and when you have a high sugar diet and a high stress diet and a high caffeine diet, your cortisol and your kidneys keep getting weaker. And eventually you end up, you, you can end up bedridden, which happened to me. I was bedridden for two weeks and I'd never experienced that kind of fatigue, but it, it came after almost a year of fasting, chronic calorie restriction. Um, and the abuse of natural stimulants i was taking this this stimulant called Moca Tonics, and it was this all natural caffeine stimulant that had it had um, synthesized neuroadrenaline compounds so the precursors wow. to adrenaline so this thing was like it should have been illegal but i was i was compensating for the lack of basically steady meals and meat when i should have been eating meat and fat but i was like i'm just getting intermittent fast because i want to lose all this body fat but anyway I it it made my what was interesting is when I came off of that stimulant and I stopped fasting it was like my mind and my nervous system had like a reboot I was I was bedridden for a week and the first week my mind was just like racing it was like seemed like it was racing with electrical activity like my nervous system was resetting or something it was a very bizarre experience but um when I finally recovered um I was I was pretty much like Bedridden, like I would, I'd get up and I could like walk to the bathroom, and then I'd go to you know the the bathroom, go back and lay down, and and about 12 o'clock I'd feel better, and the doctor explained to me that like your cortisol rises throughout the day, it's it's the most in the morning and then it gets it gradually tapers off towards the nighttime, and a lot of people that have sleeping disorders and they have different disorders is because their cortisol melatonin cycle is is not in sync, their circadian cycle, so that's the hormonal response. So there's ways to reset that. But um, anyway, I went to the doctor and he's like, you have the cortisol level of a 70-year-old man. I was wow. like, oh my God, now wonder. like I finally had, a, I finally had an answer for my debilitating chronic fatigue. I've always, been, I've always been a strong man. I've always had strength, but I never had stamina. And to, to have a body that's physically strong and fit, but you don't have stamina, it affects everything. You're just. I basically had chronic fatigue. So to to finally like, ten years later, go to a doctor and have a test that confirms that I had this hormone problem was like I I cried, man because to, I was called lazy. I was called all these things, and I wasn't lazy. I was just so tired all the time. And he gave me low dose hydrocortisol, and within within a few weeks, I was like back to normal. But it did take me like um, almost six months to fully recover but i was i was functioning normal enough with the with the little dose of hydrocortisol and then my kidneys were able to they were able to start producing the cortisol again but but imagine like i'm sure you can understand this when you're the one in your friend group that always has the health problems it gets really old when you're the guy that has like your body's reacting in certain ways you know i think uh, so it's like
0: yeah i was just going to say i think I think maybe like, I I don't know what it is. I think we're probably all dealing with health problems in one way or another. Um, I I just think maybe some of us are maybe we're a little bit more sensitive or like, I don't know what the deal is. Um, Or like, I think a lot of people that don't like talking about it. I think, I think like my my suspicion is, I think a lot of people are dealing, living with pain or uh yep. in one way or another it goes back to what you were saying like uh or maybe like tapering through with maybe some combination of like drugs or, or something and it's just like i think we just like considered that it's kind of like it's just normal and it's kind of like it's annoying when someone's questioning that I've found when they're just like, guys, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be in pain. Maybe, (laughs) maybe we shouldn't be like, uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be like this. Uh, and, and this thing, this is like, this is kind of like related to like, you know, it's kind of like a connection to just our lifestyles in a lot of, uh, Western countries as well as just kind of like, you know, we, 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 you know, it's kind of like just getting through the day, isn't it? A lot of the time. And it's kind of like, through, yep. it's from, from a young age, you know, we we're, we're just sugar and carbs and stuff. That's just enough to get us through yep. the day. <laughs> and then, um, yep. and then usually it's some combination of alcohol or something in the, in the evening, once you become an adult to like, you know, just
1: mm-hmm.
0: numb everything down in a way. Um, and it's sort yep. of like, uh, And then in between, it seems like uh, then when all these problems arise, uh, it seems like the the way the medical sort of system views that instead of looking at the root cause of things, it's sort of just like, oh, well, maybe we can give you this drug here and then like, uh, and then (laughs) that drug might give you another problem from a side effect so i oh, will yep. give you this drug here and it's all just about like just keep going just like
1: yeah uh, <laughs> really... madness
0: yeah yeah and then i don't know it's if
1: it... insane
0: yeah <laughs> and then like so, it all catches up to us eventually i think like you know yeah like, you might be like you might be you might be strong from, from your 20s i think in our experience we just sort of hit 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 like hit hit a roadblock quite early in an age when you're when yeah. kind of like I should be healthy right now something is yep. wrong you know we, we were just sort of like you know uh you know pushed in a way to confront it I think in a way and then of course it's natural sure. you start you start the crazy thing is you go from being the sick one I have to uh, I'm like the most healthy one now um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whereas before I was kind of like the one, like, sort of like the weaker, the sicker, the sort of type
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> in my, in, in a lot of my circles. And now I'm like, you know, especially after this year of carnivore and going to the gym, I'm kind of like the stronger, the stronger. Wow. One. Yeah. And, um, and, how's your,
1: how's your weight been? Did you, did you gain or lose weight on this diet?
0: Um, it kind of, it kind of it kind of stayed similar for me it's because i and i think that's because i've i've always been like i've always been low sort of low carbs as i was telling you since like since i started like that diet and the medication way back when um mm-hmm. and and I've, I've never had like problems with weight i just have i think i just have like a really fast metabolism or something but when i was really awesome. unwell before i I lost a lot of weight. Like I, I can't even remember like what weight I got to. It's part of like, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I think it might be something when I was really sick and really in pain and like when it was really bad for me, it's almost like a form of PTSD. I think it's like my mind is like blurred out. But there is photos of me where mm-hmm. I look like really skinny, really. I, I call it something like I, I kind of joke. I say I look like I look like I've, I've I was like in a concentration camp or something
1: just like you can almost mm-hmm.
0: just see like
1: like gaunt yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um uh I, I think you know i was probably like yeah way underweight like at least like 15 kilos less than what i am now now, now i now i just have sort of like a, a steady weight um and yeah it's like um i eat as much as i want i eat, I eat till mm-hmm. i'm hungry. Um. And yeah, but I've, I've, I've spoken to people who, who've had uh, weight problems. A lot of people are coming to this diet for, uh, for weight loss. And the thing that I'm I'm finding, the, the reoccurring theme, it's kind of like it seems to be the problem with people who are losing weight is a lot of them try and restrict themselves in some calories or some sort of sense. So yeah. when you're restricting yourself, eventually you know it's like a mental thing you're gonna snap eventually and you're gonna
1: eat you will
0: yeah you're gonna eat something and it's just that it sounds like to me it's not something i've like dealt with as much but it just sounds like a mental torment because it sounds like people that they really try hard with like weight loss and like they 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 try stick to it eventually and it's just natural eventually if you're hungry like you're gonna you're gonna you want to give in one way or another. And then usually that ends up being with like sugar or carbs or something. Uh, they mm-hmm. just Gorge on something. And then, and then that's also, there's that mental aspect of that and they probably feel shame. And like, yep. Uh, and then, you know, they try again and it's just like, yeah, like I've not, I've not, I've not, it's not something I've experienced, but just from the stories I've heard from people, with weight loss, and then when they explain to me when they find carnivore, and then they're just like, "Wow, I can eat until I'm full," and how that changes the, mm-hmm. their mindset, and like, yeah, the weight—the stories I've heard—the weight just starts flying off. Hey, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's
1: like Kelly Hogan.
0: Yeah, I'm you see not, her. She's I've not like, heard of her. She's
1: like, oh my, God. Kelly Hogan's another. She's a, she's part of the, the zero carb. Okay, and she has like close grip so before carnival was zero carb but she's been doing it for like 15 20 years and she mostly just eats burger patties but she's like she like she looks in my opinion too skinny but as long as she's healthy she just looks so lean wow you know and but yeah she's been i'm like damn like and you can see what she looked like before the whole thing about weight loss and being healthy and lean like i i've just i've gone back and forth with it like kind of questioning like are we are we as a culture and as a world obsessed with leanness because that's the current cultural aesthetic pleasing or is it biological in our minds that we're we're attracted to people that are lean because it's biologically the most healthy state and you know it's um it's i i'm not sure if 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 people are supposed to be fatter than what they that they try to get to with the whole like bodybuilding and and fitness industry, or if we're all supposed to be a lot leaner, you know what I mean? Like I'm like leaning towards the the idea that we're supposed to be relatively lean and then put on fat before pregnancy or put on fat before winter. But it's just, it, it shouldn't be this hard. It should not be this hard to be thin and healthy. And I look at like Europe and I look at like anybody that's from European countries that doesn't eat GMO food. They all seem to be like thin and mm. um, like, they just have a different body build. They they have like a naturally thin body and they don't necessarily lift a lot of weights, but mm. here in United States, everyone's, everyone has like this muscular, like, like kind of, they're either muscular and lean or muscular and fat, you know, everyone's obsessed with like being like, yeah. And I'm like, and the rest of the world wants to be slim and light and, and, and lean. And even like, um, you ever like watch movies from the 1930s and forties, they're all like lean and trim, but they don't have big muscles, but they're yeah. really skinny. And like the 1970s, I look at pictures. I'm like, how are they so skinny? And then, and then everybody in our modern world past past like 25 is basically overweight. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. It's like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be an answer to these problems. It can't just be sugar. Like there's gotta be a deeper answer here of, of, and maybe the answer is we're supposed to eat animal products and we're supposed to be in ketosis a lot more than what we are, you know? And like yeah. fruits, I'm sure you've gone in this, like, what have you learned as far as like, are we supposed to eat fruit like all the time or is it supposed to be in season? Are we supposed to eat potatoes all the time like have you learned any of that from these from these people you've interviewed or um gain any insight
0: yeah so this whole fruit and vegetable thing that 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 sort of like that's kind of like some of the criticism when i sort of told some closer friends and family that i'm i'm going onto to this diet uh and the, the the one of the first responses I'd get is like you need a balanced diet, you know, and balance means having uh a a, a some some sort of also amount of fruit and vegetables. Um, so that's kind of like the myth that's perpetuated. Um, and I I I I I feel like I don't have the answers, but then it's just sort of like. I one person that that talks about this is Sean Baker, and he he just says no, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't need it There's nothing like nutritionally speaking. There's like it's sort of like there's 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 nothing there. Like you can get everything you need nutritionally just from the meat, just from steaks, just from if you want. He he. There's there's also the argument where some people are saying, oh well, can you get everything just from steaks? Um, And then some people are saying, you know, you should be eating like organs, like uh, uh, liver, um, uh, because that has different vitamins and different things that you need to have, like as a part of to have a nutritionally rich diet. Um, And it's just sort of like, I don't know, Sean Baker's take at the moment is like, no, you don't even need that. You can get everything from, if you just want to eat steaks, you can just eat that. so that that that's his take um which which i find interesting and i'm i'm someone that's mostly i i can speak i can answer this i don't know the science i don't know the like i'm not too well versed in all of it um but i can say that i'm someone that's mainly been eating just steaks occasionally maybe once a meet once a month on average i'll have some organ meats um like beef liver, usually. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I feel great. I feel fine. I feel uh, I I I don't have any issues. Like I, I haven't in this one year. I haven't I haven't gotten sick. I haven't gotten the flu. I haven't, I haven't had any issues. Uh, I feel good. Um, another person, like apparently, I haven't read his book yet, but apparently, Paul Saladino. I've been told he. He, he apparently talks about how some of these like, uh, vegetables and, and fruits and stuff, uh, uh, are harming us in certain ways. Um, and I think that's, that's got to do with, yeah, certain, there's certain like chemicals and things in these foods that like re react in our, in our guts and, um, but like beyond that, I, 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 I can't like, you know, I'll, I'll point people to maybe go to, to, to look what these people have to say that are a little bit more uh, uh, mm-hmm. scientifically inclined than I am. I, I can just go yeah. off the feeling and just say, look, mm-hmm. I'm someone that for the past year hasn't been eating fruits or vegetables. I feel
1: fine. Hmm. Yeah. And that's sometimes... I believe in, um, testimony a lot of times over what any doctor would say. Like, that's how I, I look for legitimacy on the internet. I look for, I look for blogs and responses. I've learned most of the stuff I've learned from people's testimony of trying different things. So, mm. um, I, I think that's, it's, it, if it gets results and it's, it's a thing to do, then it's just credible as a doctor, you know, cause it's your yeah. story and if it worked, it worked. So exactly
0: and that yeah. that I, I like that that idea of like you know you're not gonna go seek financial advice from someone who's like 40 years old and still living with their parents are you and it's sort of like uh I think that's yeah. the case uh I think like uh you know these like uh these people like you know Sean Baker they set a good example because yeah they're, they're like freaking built and they look fit and it's just like he seems mm-hmm. like a good guy to take some health advice from you know where like uh, yeah the guy <laughs>
1: with the abs yeah
0: it's just kind of like it's crazy you know you got so many people sort of like uh, giving like health and like advice and it's just like
1: they're, they're, they're disgusting
0: yeah 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 so i
1: think like, they're overweight and they're unhealthy and they're yeah yeah <laughs> i
0: think the most important thing is to to, to lead by example hey Um for sure and that's uh and that's what I, I try and do as well. because um, that's kind of going back to like how we have these discussions with uh friends and family and the way they maybe they might question us, think we're crazy. I've kind of brought yeah. it up a couple of times that maybe like a family dinner, you know. Yeah. It comes up all the time because, you know, there'll be a wide variety of food and then someone will see you're just eating the meat or something, and obviously people start talking about it. And obviously the biggest, it's just this myth that's been perpetuated, hasn't it? This this idea of vegetables that will come up. And whenever I'll say something like uh, that, I believe that, you know, vegetables are optional, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't need that. And it's just like... Usually it's like, it's like you triggered. Like there'll always be someone that's basically triggered that will basically be like, no, like, I, I believe you need to eat vegetables. Like, it, it, it's just like, it's something that's just been ingrained in us. Hasn't it? This, this idea of fruit. Usually
1: what I say to people is something that's makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, you're on a, you're on a deserted Island or you're in the middle of the forest and you haven't eaten for a week. You see some, some griefy lean vegetables, some dandelion growing. Are you going to pick that and eat it? Or are you going to go kill that deer because you have a gun? And you, what do you want first? You want the fatty meat. Why is that? Like, why do you, why do we crave fatty meat and we don't crave the vegetable? Like, everyone knows that. If you ask that question, they're like, oh, yeah. You, everybody knows you eat, like, fatty meat to survive. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but we don't need to eat all the time. Like the,
0: the, the caveman example. That's like uh, a that's like a great example. Um, and yeah, if it, that's interesting. We've sort of touched on that on what like our ancestors would, would eat and stuff and, 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 and where we've uh, and wh- where we've evolved to now with it. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know going back at it I, at the moment, I just sort of like the most important thing for me is like, yeah, you know, it's like, I want to share these messages and stuff. I think, for me starting the the podcast has been a good release for me because you know maybe I don't feel like the need to sort of tell as many people because it's just sort of like yeah just Mm -hmm. check out if you want to hear about what I think just check out my podcast Mm -hmm. but I think the most important thing that that's been great for me is just leading by example so it's just sort of like uh, Mm ah you know like our, our culture the dominant way of thinking in our culture is uh is not is not uh the way I look at it um and it's just kind of like all I can do is just uh you know lead by example so you know eat eat healthy feel good um work out and um yeah um we'll see and I think uh I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a big movement this carnivore diet um because health now and uh having a strong immune system uh is more important than ever. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that people say to me is like, even if after they hear me and they're like, look, um, I see, I see where you're coming from. Maybe, um, I see the result. Uh, but you know, just the way, the way I, you know, I can't, I can't eat meat while I'm at work and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, uh it's just i kind of say the biggest thing is is basically like my lifestyle is incompatible with trying that um that's sort of usually the the biggest sort of like kickback it it seems inconceivable to a lot of people and maybe like uh (laughs) just crazy crazy talk um yeah you are you've Mm -hmm. done it for 30 days um but yeah, uh, I've done it for a year now, and I understand. And I've been talking to other carnivore people. Is hey, I think you know, like we want to reach more people. Um, we want to spread the message um, because we can see a lot of pain and suffering that is uh, that mm-hmm. could be avoided. But at the same time, it's like we have to we have to try and figure out a way to to communicate with people who 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 maybe we're living in this bubble where like, you know, everything's nice and like we eat meat. Um, but to a lot of people that just sounds pretty crazy. So that's why I'm trying to say is like, uh, it doesn't matter if you, if you're interested in trying, um, it doesn't matter how much, if, if, if you just eat 80% meat and you want to keep your coffee, you want to keep some things. It's fine. Really. It's not about, uh, it's not about the dogma here. It's about, uh, feeling better and, uh, getting off Medicaid, getting off, uh, I I like calling
1: it reclaiming your sort of health sovereignty. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think that's, I think that's great. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I, I think the best, the best thing is, is proving that you have the health that you have and just sharing your story. If you could make some type of PDF online or, some type of internet based little book to to focus in on your specific health issue and sell that um, I think that would be very helpful because more and more people are searching online for information yeah. but I think if you grow if you grow your podcast and you keep reaching out you're gonna you're gonna reach out to more and more people that are trying this because of their their bowel things yeah. I, I have a goal um, I have a goal of speaking like putting together I've been wanting to do this for a while putting together like a us a, a, a sh- a PowerPoint, a video presentation, and just sharing it just to get the word out about, about these gut healing diets. Like, even if I'm just introducing them to the science of these healing diets, which are basically based around animal products with like a little bit of vegetable. But I think if we can get people to understand that there's science and results that are helping people around these animal products, then we can get people to start eating more animal products. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the first step is like, um, is help people understand saturated fat doesn't give you heart disease. That's a big one right there. Like yeah. saturated fat does not make clog your arteries. It's probably sugar doing that. But um, yeah, and if you can, if you can get abs and take a shirt, your shirt off and put pictures on Instagram, that'd be a great way to. You know what I mean? Because it's clickbait. But like, yeah. I mean, that's why Sean Baker. I'm like, this guy is a six pack. Yeah, PhD. yeah. It, 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 it. <laughs> Same thing of Dr. Paul Saladino—they like ripped. I'm like, yeah. Man. <laughs> <They> set, <laughs> I want to be ripped. Yeah. <laughs> they,
0: they set a good example, hey. Um, but they definitely—they yeah. didn't—they definitely didn't get there overnight.
1: They're, um, yeah, they're athletes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're freaking athletes. Um, but, um
0: yeah, they—they they definitely didn't get there overnight, and I—I I view them as like they're sort of like. Uh, they're sort of giving us like the, 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 the foundation, so to speak. And that like, so I haven't even read Paul Saladino's book. Yeah. I've read Sean Baker's book, The Carnival Diet. I haven't either. Um, and yeah, so his, his book is really good. He really like, uh, uh, busts a lot of these myths. He talks about the veg, the the vegetables and like he, he, he shares his story in the first chapter, uh, uh, he even covers like all these other things like uh, that we haven't really touched on is like the environmental thing where people say you know the argument that uh, the carnivore diet isn't environmentally friendly he, he busts yeah. that as well because uh, um, you know the growing crops for vegetables or, or, or all these like uh, or all these other sort of uh, beans and things that are required to give you the protein you require for your to be nutritionally sustained like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, sort of farming we need to do for that is not sustainable. That's just long story short. Yep. Like there's, a, there's yep. a better explanation to that, but it's also there's, there's that exploring that side to it as well. Um, the other side is like, you know, our, uh, our lifestyles and it's almost like, uh, you know, if, if we started to even shift to a small portion of like the, the population to, to be on this like uh, diet, I think that we would uh, have like a small community of leaders, basically Uh, I think (laughs) because I almost think that that would, that, that portion that it's like the people who are feeling like mentally fit, physically fit, um, they're the ones you you're gonna have advantage, uh competitive advantage uh among the rest of your uh the rest of the population, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, um like you said, there's a there's a lot of like uh barriers to entry, but I I, I I'm I, I just sort of think now over over the long term, it's sort of like uh uh it is going to be it is going to be uh it is going to be tough i think because there is a big industry that we're up against aren't we um one of them being the the pharmaceutical industry they have a vested interest in um in sort of keeping people maybe dependent on on these drugs i mean it's not uh they're not gonna sort of that and that goes back to like you know there's so much to talk about here, I feel like. Uh, that goes back to how a lot of the, the science and the research, uh, where it was funded from, um, and how, how it almost, we almost get to the point now where it's sort of like someone like me and all these people, like you have tried this diet. It's just like, there's really not much research. And then you're just like, what the hell? There's how many billions of dollars in like the, the medical industry. It's just like, How how, how is there not more... Um, research pointing to this um and yeah the fact that it even goes back to you it's something that's so simple and maybe our ancestors generations ago they they had it down packed and it's just like now with all this like with all these like uh you know uh academic institutions and like all this research that's going on uh yeah we're we're, 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 we're like
1: like educated morons basically yeah
0: yeah Definitely, and it's something that it's I. Like,
1: it doesn't matter how. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: No, you, I was just gonna say it, it's something I've repeated this trope before. It's uh, Nikola Tesla said this. He says a lot of scientists today that they, they think deeply but not clearly, and you can you can be insane and think mm-hmm. deeply, um, and that's mm-hmm. frankly how I see it in a lot of the
1: cases. Yeah. Wow, I think it's it's like. It doesn't matter how highly educated you are and if you're an expert on outdated or wrong information. It it all depends on the the source of information that you're studying. You could know everything there is to know, and it could be all wrong or all all outdated. So these these doctors are experts in how to give medications for specific illness because that's what they're trained in, that's the industry they're in, that's how they make money. So but I think this I think the silver lining is as the consumers wake up, as this movement of health continues to come across the, the country and the world, I think you're gonna see the the, the people putting their dollars to use towards uh, healthy, sustainable farms, organic food, grass fed, you know, pasture raised. That's gonna become more and more common. I think we're gonna see a return to a lot more animal foods as the knowledge increases. And we're going to see a return, hopefully, to just just really healthy, nutritious food. And I hope someday that all GMO food... I'm not convinced GMOs are completely unhealthy, but I I, I hope that we at least see that food is... by fasting out. I don't know, like food is, is returned to a, a nutritionally sound way you know what i mean and and the old practices of how to how to keep food nutritious is there and over farming and all that stuff comes to an end because i mean there's a reason european countries have banned gmo products right um there's a reason that that there's a reason that people with celiac disease can go to other countries and they can eat the bread and they don't get sick so i really do i agree with you i think there's going to be i think there's going to be a whole movement in the food industry that's going to eventually change pharmaceuticals and change the whole modern food industry as people stop buying. They just, because we control it. So if we stop buying the modern milk and the modern, all the modern foods, they go out of business and the businesses that do have it, they thrive. So there's a lot to, I think there's a lot to look forward to.
0: Yeah. V- voting with your dollars. I think that's a, that's a big one. Hey. And as, as much as, um, as much as sometimes I think about, like, uh, I think we're up against all these giant forces we are corporations and like, uh, there's a lot of money backing a lot of these, uh, institutions, so to speak. I also think that the thing that's powerful is that our message is so simple and, um, I think it's important maybe not to, not to go like, not to directly sort of, so to speak, fight our enemy. And you know? like, I'm, and I'm, I don't want anyone to sort of go like, uh to do anything extreme, like uh, leave your doctor's advice behind and stuff and mm-hmm. just come eat meat because that's not wise, especially considering yeah. a lot of people like, you can't stop a lot of these medications, you know, like you need to, no. you need to maybe be tapered off and then, you know, yep. But the point is, is you you have another option that you can try that isn't going to harm what you've currently got. Like, and pretty much no matter what, just no matter who you are, uh, no matter what you're dealing in, a lot of the case, if you were just to shift your diet, that's not going to stuff around with any of your uh, whatever's whatever else is going on. And then maybe you'll start seeing some differences. And then Mm -hmm. you know, it's about getting uh maybe starting on this journey and I think that, that that's so powerful the fact that we we uh it, it, it doesn't take much like it, it's, no. it's 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 very simple and when I when I focus on that on that power that we have uh that's what gets me really excited and that's when I start thinking about wow maybe maybe we are gonna be uh, a huge movement uh and lots of people joining us soon uh especially now you know with the internet and the how much information can easily easily spread um,
1: yeah for sure I, th- I think it's completely possible so especially since i I see all these vegans turn into carnivore and in the animal foods you know and, and the like it seems like the world is biased towards veganism because it sounds nicer and it just seems so healing but <laughs> if all of these vegans and fruitarians eventually come to carnivore because their health is so bad or because their children's health is so bad. And like that one guy, the primal, I think his name's primal advantage or primal edge. I forget what his name is, but he, he was a vegan. And then his child was born with like crumbling teeth from the lack wow. of, the, I guess, the lack of vitamins. And you, it freaked him and his wife out so much that they start eating animal products. And within a short period of time, their child's teeth became strong again. So I, I'm just... I don't know how it couldn't. I, I don't know how it couldn't return to this truth of we we evolved on animal products and animal products are the staple and the backbone and the base of our diet and that's how it's always going to be. Yeah, in, I, I, in my I, opinion, you know, that's how it's always been. I agree with you
0: uh, 100% and yeah I've heard a lot of these uh, I've I've spoken to some people who have come from the vegan diet on on the podcast and it's just yeah it's just it's it's incredible the transformation that they have and yeah a lot of it like you said it it is there is like it's sort of like I don't know my best word I can have for it is being emotionally driven so to speak so Forming yeah. your 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 view on the world based on like this Emotional idea that you're sort of saying ah oh, we we care about this. We care about uh, that basically it comes down to They care um and like and I, and I don't like a, It's like it kind of comes back to this thing where I kind of say it, it's important to acknowledge this other sort of uh, Things that are going on in sort of other communities that are adjacent to the carnivore uh, uh, community but i think uh we also Mm -hmm. it's not worth our time to get caught up in arguing uh i think the most important thing and that's why the the leaders sort of in the carnivore community that they're 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 doing well because they're they're setting an example but i can imagine once you get to a certain size of influence you know there's going to be certain people that start attacking you and saying so haters yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) um i'm sure you have haters
0: uh, not really I still like only really, not many people have uh, noticed uh, noticed what I'm doing yet But like for me, it's just sort of like where I'm at is like um, uh, If one person hears this and maybe thinks about changing their diet, that, that that's what I'm happy about. And it's mm-hmm. also just uh, Like I was saying to, to get it out to get it out of my system, so to speak So once I've had a conversation with people, I don't, I don't feel like the need to be that annoying guy uh, and the social mm-hmm. gathering or whatever that um mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that can't stop talking about carnivore um and that yep. that, that that that's um that that's what it, that's what's the most important thing and it sort of uh it goes back to what i was trying to say is is uh, a lot of these things are like uh emotionally sort of driven uh I, I, that's what i call them arguments so that 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 they're all saying that they're doing what's right for the environment. They're caring, they're saying they're caring for the animals. Um, I saw there's even like health professionals that, like, uh, and it's not just you know, uh, that would be saying that they're doing what's right by prescribing people more and more drugs and then more drugs for that uh, side effect and more for the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, uh, uh, an allergy to. To the facts. Sometimes uh, I feel like maybe the facts uh, um, are um, uh, the the truth hurts. Sometimes I think, and it's it's sort of like trying to we're trying to get past that here and just focus on, on on the good health. And like, yeah, I feel like today we've really wrapped up and like sort of touched on any everything really well. Really want to appreciate. I really appreciate you coming on. It's a great conversation. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add or share?
1: No, I I I think um, I covered what I wanted to cover, but um yeah, I think what you're doing is great. I'm this is the first podcast I've been on besides my friend. Yeah. But um I hope that anyone listening to the podcast that has some of the symptoms that that I've gone through, what you've gone through, here's the and it's and they're like, hey, maybe I'm gonna try that, you know, because I think they'll be in the right direction. Because ultimately, I want people to get better. I just want people to feel better, you know, just like you. <laughs> I don't want people to suffer anymore.